The Action Network Podcast, named Best Betting Podcast or Radio Show by the Fantasy Sports and Gaming Association, and the number one show for the invested sports fan. Winner, winner, chicken dinner! Four! You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Action Network Podcast, the golf edition, of course. I'm Jason Sobel. He is Peter Jennings, and as a reminder, all odds courtesy of BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network Podcast. And uh, Peter, we are going into the the last full official week on the PGA Tour calendar, for this year at least. And, you know, we, we've still got 38 more tournaments left in this season, so uh, it's not like we're going anywhere too far. But at least we get a couple of, a couple of weeks downtime after this week's Mayakoba Golf Classic. We'll get into that. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about the match this past weekend. Uh, it was interesting, at least. It was entertaining. So uh, what's going on with you? Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. What's, uh, what's happening? Yeah, good Thanksgiving. Football season's plugging along, so hopefully that continues. And yeah, this is it. We got two uh, Euro events that I'll be that I'll be betting, but uh, certainly the golf season slowed down, and then uh, I guess that point of the year where you know you just start being so envious. The the Hawaiian swing. Every time I watch the Hawaiian swing, I'm just like, I got to get to Hawaii. Like, get me oh, there yeah. right now. Just like, why? What am I doing with my life, and why am I not there at this moment? But doing well. How about yourself, Jason? I'm doing great. I've covered that Hawaii swing probably six or seven times. And I tell everybody, uh, you know, because people ask me, you know, oh, what's your favorite event to cover? They, everyone always expects the Masters and they might think, you know, the Open Championship or even the U.S. Open, you know, and, uh, those are all good answers. But whenever someone says, you know, what's your favorite tournament to cover? I go, uh, the Century Tournament of Champions. It's like a 30-man field in Kapalua. Every year they start late, they finish early, you got stuff to do, you're right on the beach. It's a, it's a pretty good time. By the way, uh, a player who has won a Hawaiian swing event and my favorite play at this week's Mayakoba will join us on the pod in just a few minutes here. Nice tease. Uh, yeah, how about that? A guy that uh, I swear I'm not pandering. Uh, I'm having him on the pod because I picked him to win and then – decided let's have him on the pod and ask him, you know, does he like that pick? As opposed to this wasn't, hey, let's get him on the pod. And then, hey, since he's on the pod anyway, I, I think I'll pick him to win. I mean, chicken or the egg a little bit, but I, I did not bring him on for us to speak with yeah. and then say, okay, I'll pick him. How many podcasts have you listened to where they have the guest who's a professional golfer on the pod? And of course you have to take him. I mean, we that's the rule. But you picked him before, already had it, and then got him on the pod. I mean, I think that's pretty sharp, to be honest. I can't wait to hear what he has to say as far as uh, whether that's a smart pick or not. He, he might talk me out of it. He, he might say, you know what? Nah, d- don't take me this week. I, I don't like myself. I'm going to fade myself. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. So uh, we'll speak with him in just a few minutes. Uh, real quick, I wanted to get to uh, last week's match between uh, Phil Mickelson, Charles Barkley, uh, basically just sort of dumping Steph Curry and Peyton Manning. Uh, it just goes to show uh, my biggest takeaway from this thing, Peter, was the fact that um, you get a professional golfer, a very good professional golfer, and I don't really care who his teammate is. He's going to find a way to beat two very good amateur golfers. And, you know, that's that's basically what this thing came down to was Phil being able to show off and strut his stuff and basically show the world that, look, plus two, that's nice for Steph, uh, four handicap with an Augusta National green jacket in his locker there. That's nice for Peyton, but uh, they ain't 
what I am. I'll take Charles with me and, and go beat these guys. And um, I thought it was fun. I mean, I didn't think it was you know groundbreaking. I didn't think it was uh, the most entertaining match that we've seen. But I, you know, hey, look, Friday day after Thanksgiving, you're half passed out on the couch uh, after all the tryptophan on uh, eating all the turkey. I, I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it. I had action on it, and uh, I tweeted out before the match started that give me the professional golfer with plus money. So similar mm-hmm. to your uh, analysis, and Charles getting the tee box advantage was big, and taking the driver out of his hand was huge. Uh, I actually think Chuck deserves a lot of credit. I think um, my interpretation, just kind of knowing a lot about the players, Charles probably played an 8 or 9 out of 10 in terms of his outcomes, uh, specifically had some unbelievable lag putts around the green, just giving Phil like tap-ins or short putts. So that that was big. Phil obviously, I think, played above expectation. He stepped up for the shots that he needed to. And, you know, Steph played a 2 out of 10. I mean, Steph, Steph didn't have his yeah. best stuff by any stretch. Uh, people are saying, oh, he's not a plus golfer. Like, you can see his swing. He's got a ton of game. He shot 71 in a web event. Like, there's a ton of pressure. Golf is a, a wild game. I mean, I, you and I know as well as anyone, like, some days you feel great. You know, for me, my great days, I can shoot in the 70s. My bad days, I can not, you know, I'm the worst golfer in the world. So, Steph played bad relative to his expectations. Still got to show off a great swing, hit some good shots. And Peyton probably played average. Peyton hit some really good shots and had a couple misses. I mean, he fights that low hook. And I thought that was, uh, you know, I think Chuck and Phil should have been a small favorite. And then they played better collectively by a lot. And they, you know, basically murdered him. I mean, they won four up, so... I uh, completely agree with you, Peter. I, I wasn't sure the right team was favored in that match to start with. So right. uh, it does not surprise me that the underdogs were able to win it plus money. And uh, first of all, Peyton Manning could use probably a bunker lesson coming out of that. Uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of sand in that, uh, in that match for him, and uh, it didn't always go the way he wanted to. And the second part of that, you mentioned it. Uh, people, I had a lot of people on Twitter who were like, Steph Curry's a vanity handicap. He's not that good, plus two. Give me a break. Uh, first of all, Playing on national TV and playing in a match like that, that's hard. Secondly, this guy has played four rounds on the Corn Ferry Tour and shot 74 or better against very, very good professional golfers in three of those four rounds. And I get that it was his home course, and I get that, uh, you know, he was all set up for it, but he was set up for this one and uh, didn't play that well. So, I, you know, he is still a very good golfer. I'm not sure that I would uh, watch what he did this past week and say, okay, well, Steph – isn't that good? He, he's not a plus. He can't. The people who think one they time can, and he had some good shots. You can see it. He had some power. I mean, he had some balls really far and like his irons. You know, he clearly preferred a cut. And he was just losing the ball a little bit right. And yeah, Peyton, I think, just generally struggles out of the bunkers. He's got a really inside swing. I mean, that's why he's hitting exclusively yeah. a draw and like that type of swing is a little tougher out of the bunker. Hope you're enjoying this great Action Network podcast. I want to make sure you know about the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On has a daily podcast on your favorite team. Welcome to you, Locked On 49ers. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. Let's go. Locked On podcasts are hosted by the local experts who know your team better than anyone and give you the inside scoop. So go to your podcast app and search Locked On, your favorite team. Subscribe to your Locked On podcast. I want to get into our five questions we do every week. Uh, let's get into them, and then we're going to get to uh, this week's uh, interview, and uh, we'll talk a little Mayakoba Golf Classic. Okay. First question. Every other question is 2021 related since this is the last event of this calendar year. But the first Love question, it. do you remember the caddy that you've tipped the most in any golf situation that you've been at, and, and why did what did that caddy do to earn uh, the best tip that he's gotten? 
played PGA National. This was nine years ago, and I played it a few times, but uh, played it one day with a few other guys who were just kind of playing their own ball and doing their own thing. And, I, you know, my caddy and I started talking. I started asking about his career. He was a, a mini tour player who um, had had a little bit of success here and there, but was, you know, looping just to make some extra money on the side, which a lot of them do. And uh, basically turned into a four-hour, four-and-a-half-hour lesson. Uh, playing lesson where he worked with me on my game as we were playing and uh, I thought that was really cool and so I, I tipped him I will tell you that I had a little tipping controversy the one time that I played Augusta National the one place you do not want to have a Uh-oh. tipping controversy this, this is a real story just, basically it wasn't properly communicated to us what the tip was supposed to be and I, so I thought you know basically I, I thought club was taking care of everything so I tipped the guy Hey, here's like on top of what they're doing for us, here's this, which I thought was, hey, I, I'm going above and beyond. Like, I'm, you know, I thought they were taking care of everything. Apparently, they weren't taking care of everything. I tipped them, which my tip was, it was okay. I thought I was doing more. So, in any case, I rectified that problem. My, my moment in time was in San Diego. I had a putt that was like 70 feet down the hill. He's like, put the ball here, two inches in front of me, went in for birdie, and the crazy betting situation was awesome. Um, <laughs> A lot of fun. 2021 questions since we're, we're getting to that. What PGA Tour golfer wins the most PGA Tour events in 2021? I'm going to change my mind on this nine different times before this year is up, let alone next year. But I will, at this very moment, go with Justin Thomas. All right. Love that. And, and I'm already, as the words are coming out of my mouth, I almost want to change to John Rahm. But uh, Justin Thomas, and I'm going to stick with it. And uh I don't feel great about it. I would probably have to look through, you know, if we're gonna, if you're going to give me odds and look through the odds. And I, but, yeah, good I'll, answer. I'll take JT. JT's okay. been really close. Uh, you go Rom? Yeah, or DJ, man. I mean, it's hard not. But I don't know how much, D, how much these guys play matters a lot, too. Like, is DJ going to play sure. a little less after the match? I mean, we'll see. So, Century, you talked about it's your favorite event to, to cover. If you're just going down to play a foursome in Hawaii, uh, shout out some of your friends or whoever else. I mean, you can make any foursome you want. You mm-hmm. get to play the tournament conditions right after at Century. You also are going to get to spend some time with these guys in Hawaii. Who's your foursome? Give me, like, you know, I just want my buddies. Like, how about me, how about me and you against Phil and Chuck? How about that? Love that. How about that? The match four at Kapalua right after uh, they play the event there. Me and you are going to take them for some big money. Love it. Okay. What are you personally looking most forward to in 2021? 2020 has been a weird year. A lot of different lives have changed for a lot of people. Hopefully everyone, you know, our listeners are doing all right. But what are you most looking forward to in 2021? You, I know what you better answer. It's got to be something with a baby, right? I, I would hope so. I yeah. mean, a healthy baby is my, my biggest wish. That's a, yeah, you're right. Of course. I, I am right up there in, in hoping for your baby to be healthy, of course, and happy. And you guys doing well and everything going going great with you guys. So, uh, yeah, look, I like it's sort of, I mean, along the same lines, like everybody's health. I mean, let's just, you know. Hopefully we get past everything that 2020 did. And, you know, 2021 is a uh, healthy, prosperous year for everybody. And, you know, I'm not going to wish for anything too much more than that. And I'm not going to even try to get funny with it or anything uh, as far as, you know, you know, anything golf related. Okay. I'm hoping for a baseball game. I had the healthy baby, by like smaller one is like, it'd be great to go to a baseball game again. That's yeah. a low bar. I like that. We've had this question a lot and now I'm putting you on the spot for it. Who is the biggest surprise in the PGA tour in 2021? You're buying stock in a player. And again, yeah. you, can, you, can, you can you get to set the parameters however you want. 
Yeah, see, those are two different questions, but I kind of like the second question better. Take the, like take the second buying one. Stock, I, buying stock in someone. I, I mean, you know, I've, I've talked so much about Doc Redman. I, I don't know that Doc Redman's going to be the big story on the PGA Tour, but he might be $11 a share if he's a stock right now, and he might be uh, double that or even triple that by the end of 2021. Doesn't mean that he's going to go win a major championship. Doesn't mean he's going to be the biggest name in the game. Just means uh, you can buy low and get, a pretty good price on a guy like that. Uh, Rom, we talk about all the time. I mean, if you want to take someone from the bigger players, I still, I, I'm still on the Finau bandwagon. I still think that at some point he wins one somewhere, even if it's a you know smaller event, and that just uh, leads to the floodgates opening up a little bit because he does have so much talent. I think the I, law I of averages catches up to him and he starts winning golf tournaments. Yeah, I hope Finau takes a little bit of a page out of Bryson's book. Like, let's get let's get Finau getting like 200 mile an hour swings yeah. like often. I mean, I can, I can see, see that, it. and he kills it. I can um, see. It. Did, you, with, yeah. did you have somebody in mind for that? Yeah, I'd say Fratelli right would be the guy that I think is the big. Ooh. I was so impressed with him at the Masters. He gained, you know talk about a guy who went out and gained a lot of distance. And at the end of the day, like if you can hit the ball far and straight, that's a big advantage. And he's already a good player. Uh, I could see him kind of creeping into the top 20 players or so next year. Yeah, there's so many names. I mean, there's a lot of different ways we could take that, whether it's a Will Zalatoris, whether it's yep. um, a, a Matthew Wolf to continue on his trajectory that he's on right now. Boblin uh, might gain some momentum again. He's, uh, he's playing this this week. I, I mean, I love Joaquin Neiman. Uh, yeah. I think he gets lost a little bit in the young gun talk, but totally. he's a guy who's still, what, 22, 23 years old, and he's a, a really, really good player. But, I mean – uh, there's so many of them. We could honestly, and that's what's great about the game right now. Peter, you and I can sit here for uh, 20 minutes and just reel off names of good young players, and we might not be wrong about any of them. They all might be uh, really good moving forward for the next year plus. Yeah, golf's in a great place, and uh, I'm happy that we have it back this week. Uh, interesting course. Kucher obviously, is uh, one recently. What other notes do you want to get into with uh, the course? So uh, – it's going to be rainy. It's raining already, and it's going to be raining throughout the week. Uh, don't be surprised if um, they're playing lift clean in place throughout the week. And uh, I've got a guy that I've been thinking about for this week, Peter. And, in fact, as I mentioned off the top, I, I was thinking about him so much that he was my favorite outright play. And so I was writing my preview, and I wrote him up as my, my favorite outright for this week. And then I decided, you know what? Instead of us just guessing, why don't we have him on here? So without further ado, here's my favorite outright pick of the week. Patton Kazire, the former champion at Mayakoba Golf Classic three years ago to talk with us about this week's tournament and uh, maybe his gambling skills just a little bit. He's been the talk of the course today with his amazingly bizarre behavior. Very special guest, proud to welcome to the Action Network podcast. 2017 Mayakoba Golf Classic champion Patton Kazire. Patton, thanks for joining us on the pod today. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm. I'm. Uh, appreciate y'all having me on. And uh, I mentioned that you are the uh, the champion from 2017. We'll get into what's going on at Mayakoba. I know it's raining there a little bit right now. Um, was there a contingency that you would only come on the pod if I didn't mention anything about the Iron Bowl this week? Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping to avoid that. That was uh, quite a beatdown. I was hoping we would at least cover the 24 and a half, <laughs> at least. But uh, Alabama's so good. We, we mean, 
I had Team Kazire for the cover this week, 24 and a half. I just, that's a lot of points for a team that's like, Knicks isn't the best quarterback, but yeah, serviceable. He has good wideout core. I mean, you know, you got a couple of running backs. I guess they were banged up a little bit, but I, I just thought, you know, keep it to three touchdowns, dude. I know, I know. And, and we, you know, Tank Bigsby being uh, banged up and, and uh, us settling for field goals and missing some deep shots, you know, I, I thought we might get the backdoor cover there late. But uh, we didn't. Alabama's so good. I mean, they're, they're a complete team. It's hard to score with them. Uh, Mac Jones is better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're even doing that without Waddle. So, you know, they're, they're going to be tough to beat. Since you brought up the, uh, the point spread, you brought up the potential backdoor cover. I will throw this out to you because I know that you've been firing games for a while. How's the season been for you? How's uh, uh, college and pro football going? We all, you know. I tell everyone all the time when people ask me, like, oh, what are, what are professional golfers like? And I go, trust me, they're just like me and you. And one of the ways they're just like me and you and everybody else out there listening, yeah, you guys hit a golf ball much better than the rest of us, but you still like watching games and you still like getting a little action on the games too as well. Yeah, I mean, I love action. Um, my season has been up and down like most. Uh, luckily, I hit a big parlay Houston week. I think I had a Liberty money line. Florida money line against Georgia, and then Saints money line against the Bucks. Hit that, so that was nice. That was a three-game money line parlay, so that, that kept me afloat. What do you think now that, I mean, we here at the Action Network have a partnership with the PGA Tour. I mean, the PGA Tour has gotten very into the gambling space uh, as far as their investment in it, um, both in time and financial resources over the past uh, eight to 12 months, and so – uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, just basically being a gambler and being obviously on the PGA Tour and not that you're, you know, of course we wouldn't suggest you're gambling on golf whatsoever, but just seeing that space open up and seeing the platform for um, for the PGA Tour to get into the golf gambling space. What are your thoughts on it? And have, have you seen anything different? I know the fans aren't out there, so you can't really uh, rely on fans yelling at you, whether positive or negative when you're out there on the golf course, but as it, changed anything as far as you know what you're seeing out there on the pga tour you know we obviously with no fans we hadn't seen a whole lot of change you know i'm for it if it grows the game and the interest in the game and the fanfare and the you know the sponsorships and and stuff like that i believe i have a cap tech on my sleeve i think they're mm-hmm. they've been responsible for a lot of the you know technology the real-time stuff but what I don't want to see is somebody trying to manipulate their action during the during the tournament. That's what nobody wants. Uh, so hopefully they'll. I'm sure they have some sort of uh, security or a policing of sort in in an action. So we'll see. But I, I'm all for it. I, if it gets fans involved and excited about golf, um, I'm in. You hear that, people? When you bet on Kazire, it doesn't mean you can yell at everybody else's backswing. Is basically what he's saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, just don't do, you know, don't go the other way with it. <laughs> yeah, as long as don't yell at your yeah, backswing okay. either. But hey, yeah. what do you think about when when people tell you they they bet on you? Do you do you like it? Does it give you a little jolt and go, okay, cool? You know, I'm gonna try to do well for you. It doesn't go in one ear and out the I'll, other. Do you not care at all? I laugh. I laugh. I mean, I get it because I'm. I like the action and I appreciate people being interested and, and, uh, you know, backing me. Uh, that's cool. But, you know, I laugh, I smile and just, you know, it goes in one ear out the other. Uh, I think, I think we hear it a lot and it's kind of a, you know, I can't imagine me telling 
a quarterback in the NFL, hey, man, you're on my fantasy team. Do well this week. I mean, it just sounds so, so silly. So it's fun. I'm glad, I'm glad it's, uh, it's growing. All right. Well, based on that, this is going to sound awful because I, you just set me up for the, uh, the worst thing ever. But I told you I had a little surprise for you. And uh, the reason right. I'm having you on, I, this is not pandering to you whatsoever because I actually wrote my preview. And as I'm writing my preview, I, I wrote my favorite outright pick this week is Patton Kazire. And then I said, you know, let me text him and have him on and see, you know, see if he's uh, going to back up uh, what I'm saying about him anyway. So, uh, so I'm going to be that guy that, you know, you're going to laugh yeah. at. I'm going to say, I, I love you this week. I think it's a great spot for you. You had your first career PGA Tour win there, as I mentioned, three years ago. You're playing well. You seem like you're a momentum type of guy. When you start getting, getting going, you get going for a few weeks in a row. Is there any reason we shouldn't love betting you this week? <laughs> Not unless I get Montezuma's revenge or something down here. <laughs> uh, my game is is rounding in form. I'm feeling good. You know, I got my family down here enjoying the enjoying the Mayakoba, and I love the course and have great memories. So, can't promise you anything. You never know what's going to happen, but uh, feeling good. Man, I wanted to guarantee you there. I wanted you to just come out. Yeah, uh, the, the guarantee. I'll give you the Joe star David. lock of the year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those always go well. You know, you know how they go. So tell us a little bit because I do know that we have a lot of people out there. Whether the state has just uh, legalized it and you've just started gambling, or whether you weren't that into golf and because of COVID, golf came back first and people started getting into golf betting. But there are a lot of people out there who are listening to the pod right now or making DFS lineups who are gambling on golf who don't necessarily and haven't necessarily been big-time golf fans before. So for those people um, who haven't watched the Mayakoba Golf Classic and haven't seen you playing there, give us a little breakdown of what we should expect this week on the golf course. Uh, it's target golf. It's really wet. Uh, the ball won't be rolling. Uh, it won't roll in the fairway. It won't, won't roll on the green. Uh, so, you know, you're hitting some fairway medals off some tees, uh, driver, you know, about half and half. Uh, but it's important to get the ball in the fairway because the fairways are pretty narrow. Um, the rough is up. So coming into those greens, uh, you know, being able to judge the distance out of the fairway will be crucial. And I believe you'll be putting your hand on the ball in the fairway, if I had to guess. So uh, they're narrow fairways. So hitting the fairway is huge. Uh, but, but also, I mean, it turns into a putting contest. And uh, these, these greens aren't that, um, aren't that fast. They're, they're good speed. Uh, so I think there'll be a lot of putts to make. It's just who makes the most. Awesome. Well, I'm not changing my pick then. I, I'm sticking with you. You haven't <laughs> talked me out of it yet. So I don't hit a ton of fairways, but I, I know how to figure it out from the rough. I'm pretty good at the rough. <laughs> Come on, three wood off the tee a little bit this week. Oh, I, I will. Mean, come on, like let's find those fairways. Uh, we'll pick the ball up from the fairway, you know, ball in hand, and uh, and make right. some birdies from there. So uh, do it for uh, me. Come I'll, on. I'll do my best. I'll, I'll do right. it for you. I'll do it for my <laughs> for my uh, for my fans. You know, <laughs> for for a guy that had Auburn plus twenty four and a half. I mean, you know, you got to help us out a little bit. I know. <laughs> I know. Me too. We'll see. I'll see what I can do. Pat and Desire, thanks so much, and good luck this week. All right, thanks, buddy. I got to be honest with you. I get a little irritated when somebody calls me away from my golf. Well, I don't know if Patton Kazire is going to win this week. I'm sticking by him. Uh, he did not give me reason to uh, to fade him whatsoever, Peter, but uh, I am rooting for him even more than I was before. What a good dude. Uh, you know, just talking about 
Uh, talking about having Auburn this past weekend, we were both on them, plus 24 and a half. That didn't work out. Talking about hitting a parlay a few weeks ago. I, you know, like I said during that interview, like just regular guys who have better golf swings than the rest of us, but uh, just a, a good dude who likes watching football, likes betting on games, having a little action, and, uh, and is going to try to play well for us this week. Yeah, that putter gets hot. I mean, we talked a little bit about it. He is one of the best guys uh, consistently with the putter and can get really hot with the uh, irons. And this is a course where, you know, hit some fairways and then, you know, there should be, I mean, we'll see if, especially if it's left clean in place, it could turn into a putting competition, which he certainly can win. Hopefully, because Ira plays well. Let's get into some of our other plays for this week here. Look at the uh, the top of the board, of course. We are uh, looking at Justin Thomas right there at the top. I mean, it, it, this is sort of a uh, do you or do you not this week. It's, uh, you know, it, whether it's DFS, whether it's betting, you're either on JT or you're off of him. And if you're off of him, you're doing it with kind of uh, eyes closed and teeth gritted a little bit because uh, he's obviously the best player in this week's field. And then, of course, uh, Kepka's playing. DJ was supposed to play. He withdrew last week. Tony Finau, Daniel Berger, Harris English has been fantastic lately. Abraham Answer is, I think, on the verge of his first career PGA Tour victory. Hovland we mentioned earlier. Uh, Ricky Fowler, Russell Henley, Will Zalatoris, Joaquin Neiman, Corey Connors. That's sort of the top tier there. Who is jumping out at you as a, a guy that you really like? And are you on JT this week? Or are you fading JT and going a little deeper? Well, I think JT and DFS is really hard to fade. Uh, and spots are just looking at equity. I mean, he's plus 600 on BetMGM to win it. I mean, he's just a huge favorite. So you're getting a little more value on him in DFS, but he's going to come with high ownership. You know, motivation's a weird thing. We've talked a lot about it. Um, it's kind of hard to predict sometimes. He's down there, so I imagine he's motivated to play his best. But certainly not something he's trying to peak for. Um, this, you know, this is somewhat of a peculiar spot. Off Kepka, I love Harris English. Um, he has been mm-hmm. playing some really, really good golf, although he's priced appropriately now, I guess. So uh, that's interesting. Love answer. I think this is a really good yep. course for answer. He should find a lot of fairways. Obviously a disappointing finish at the Masters, but his ball striking was so good before that. So, uh, you know, listen, I think answer, we've been high on him. I think he's... Probably properly priced, which is a little disappointing, but I still really like him. And then, yeah, after that, you know, it's interesting. Corey Connors is obviously a great ball striker, but won't gain as much with his distance. Someone like Emiliano Grillo, I could see playing well, but, man, the putter is, is a real concern. So, yeah, it's interesting. At the top of the board, I, I'm, you know, I would normally say give me answer for sure, give me Harris English, but they're the third and fourth priced guys. They're ahead of Berger and Finau, and those guys have, you know, lower name recognition. Yeah, I, I think those are – my two favorite DFS plays this week, you nailed it, uh, English and answer. I just – I can't bring myself to uh, bet Harris English, who keeps coming really close and playing really well. It's been incredibly consistent. 12 top 40 finishes in his last 13 starts. He's got uh, two top 10s in his last three starts, but he's not winning golf tournaments. And so uh, if you want to pay up for him – to win this week, I, it just feels like a sticky situation. And answer, who's never won before, he's right around eighteen to twenty to one this week. And uh, I just, I, I have trouble paying paying that kind of price for a guy who's trying to accomplish something he's never before accomplished. Uh, and if there's one fade at the top for me, uh, I'm looking at Daniel Berger, and I love Berger. I love his game, but he has now gone five straight tournaments and remember beginning of the summer he was top 10 every single week he's now gone five straight where he's not been in the top 10 he's gone 17th to 34th in each of those last five like good results fine 
not bad, but he is still priced the way he was priced six, eight months ago. And I think that um, the price has not moved in relation to how his performance has been recently. And so because of that, I'm probably off of Berger a little bit this week from that top tier. Yeah, I'm always worried about his wrist too. He talked about how he wants to maybe do one more procedure on that. Um, I wasn't buying Berger as much during that great stretch. He putted the lights out. Uh, I love – I mean, Berger's a really talented guy, obviously a great athlete, and it was great to see him play well. I'm not as high. I'd say I'm fading Kepka and I'm fading him. And we'll see, maybe Kepka. I mean, I hope Kepka keeps turning it around because he can kind of – not that he's the full villain, but it's great with all these personalities and characters, and Kepka is certainly one of them. So hope he can kind of, you know – the Masters form was good. He's, he's, he's starting to find that form again, says he's starting to feel better, and uh, a good performance here would be great. But I still – I don't have him in, like, that same JT class. And, you know, JT's a big favorite, but he's still priced number two on the board, and I think I like a couple guys ahead of him. Giddy up! Let's bet horses for courses. Uh, looking at the mid-tier, I have a feeling you and I are going to be on the same page with a few of these. Uh, Sebastian Munoz just keep firing him. I I actually love the fact that he missed the cut uh, at the RSM the week after the Masters sort of gets people off the scent maybe just a little bit, maybe keeps ownership levels a little bit lower than they might have been. Grio, you mentioned already, I'm on him. I I have him written up in my preview this week. Of course, our guy, Patton Kazire, uh, this week you heard him talk about the vibes that he has. uh, Feels really comfortable there. Adam Long could be an interesting play. I've seen some. Uh, some love for Adam Long out there, Harold Varner the third, at least for first round leader. It's like I, if you're not betting Varner on a Thursday, you're probably doing it wrong <laughs> at this point. Those are some of the guys sort of in that mid tier, moving down a little bit. Doug Gim is a guy uh, that I do like a little bit. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's probably about it from the mid tier that's really sticking out. Anybody else uh, in, in that range that that you really like? Yeah, you hit on a couple guys that, that I meant. Uh, you know, obviously, I think Rio makes a lot of sense. His ball striking is just absolutely elite right now. The one guy that I'm a little torn on that I need to just dig a little bit deeper is Ches Reeve. Uh, I do think this is going to be a really strong accuracy course. It's going to be amplified if uh, it's lift clean in place. This guy is the epitome of a fairway finder, but current form not quite as good. But uh, man, he is like in terms of course fit, uh, especially with lift clean in place. He's someone that I'm I'm looking at quite a bit. So, what are your thoughts on Chess? Yeah, I, he's know, not. He hasn't Chez been as good off the tee. Usually, you you put this golf course on the West Coast. You know, instead of being in uh, Playa del Carmen in in Mexico, you put this in uh, L.A. or San Diego or somewhere uh, out west. And Chess like is a slam dunk play for me. I just don't like him outside of the West Coast that much. At the end, he won at the Travelers. Uh, and so he, he's Played shown well that he can do it elsewhere. Yeah, I, you know, I I like Chez, and Chez is a grinder too. And, and that's one thing you're going to get. There, there's going to be some players, and especially players of some acclaim, who are going to be playing first week of December knowing they have a few weeks off after this and maybe not quite motivated to go out there and play their best golf, whereas uh, Chez seems like he's a guy who's pretty motivated no matter what the situation is every single week. He plays stress-free golf. He just hits fairways and greens. I mean, what a life, right? I mean, yeah. He just, yeah, his putting is just for not being long and not being able to putt. I mean, that's what you have to do to be able to compete, and that's that's really what he is. So, I guess one other name that I'd throw in that kind of same mold um, would be Russell Knox. Um, his game is starting to come around a little bit. Um, so, I think he's somewhat interesting. I believe he's eighty to one on uh, BetMGM. 
not totally in love with Russell Knox, but in terms of like, as of right now, I'm going to give a lot of course uh, fit towards these accuracy guys. And yeah, I'm assuming based on the rain and the weather and everything else that that should line up. And, and I just want a lot of guys that find fairways. And you know, I mentioned Chez is, you know, losing strokes off the tee relative to some previous years, but he's still seventh and 14th in terms of driving accuracy. Russell Knox historically has been one of those guys that, uh, you know, is really accurate off the tee. So 2021 season, obviously shorter time horizon, not quite as high, but um, yeah, he's normally like a top 50 guy in terms of driving accuracy. So mid tier, I think he's fine. And he's played really well in this fall swing as well. So yep. uh, I don't mind that Knox played all a couple of lower price guys for me, Ali Schneider Jans. Uh, I believe it's his last 10 starts uh, PGA and corn Ferry combined. He has five missed cuts, but he also has five top tens um, or four top tens and a, and a 12th place finish, I guess. So uh, he's been an all or nothing type of guy, but uh, as long as you know, you're getting that high ceiling and low floor um, and you don't mind going for it. Uh, Ollie for a top 10 type bet uh, prop bet, I, I think is a really strong place 14 to one right now to finish top 10. So I think that's a really strong play and um, maybe not to win, but if you're, if you're spending low, if you're taking maybe JT this week or English and answer, and you want to just kind of fit some lower price guy into the lineup, Rob Oppenheim at 6,300 on DraftKings this week. Uh, good buddy of mine. Rob's a really good dude and a really good player. And he's making cuts. He might not get you a W this week, but he's made six of his last eight cuts. This is right up his alley, a shorter golf course where you have to be accurate. And I think he played really well there uh, this week. And like I said, if, if you're only spending 6300 basically uh, anything after making the cut is kind of gravy, isn't it, Pete? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I think that's a really sharp play. Where I'm struggling on the, you know, there's some really long numbers on some of these guys who uh, are definitely better than the number, but they're the bombers. So, like, you know, uh, a Luke List is really long odds. Uh, Aaron Wise is kind of down there. Um, you know, there are a couple other guys like Keith Mitchell who – Shows some high – I mean, he's been bad, but has high variance. Like Brendan Steele, who I, you know, a friend of the pod, uh, who's going to gain some with his, his distance. Those are the guys that I'm, I'm looking at a little bit, and I just need to dig a little bit more. I like the Schneider Jans call for sure. Um, I think he's towards kind of the mid-tier more, but Denny McCarthy's another guy that I like this week too. Yeah, yeah. All right. We are ready to make our DFS lineup as we do every single week. But first – we are extremely excited to announce the Action Pods Tournament of Champions presented by BetMGM is now live. This is a free weekly Yahoo DFS tournament specifically for our podcast listeners. And you can join by simply clicking on the link in our episode description. The top 10 finishers each week will receive $1,000 worth of Action Network prizes. And the top five each week punch their ticket to the Wild Card Weekend Grand Finale where they will compete for the grand prize of Vegas Trip for Two, valued at over $5,000 courtesy of BetMGM again. Listeners can join this tournament every week of the NFL regular season. Just click on the link in our episode description. Want to be a DFS millionaire? You're just one lineup away. We're going to go nose to nose with him. And you're going to play better than you ever dreamed of. Because, God damn it, that's what I demand of you. So let's get drafting. All right, well, you know where I'm going. You can't have him on the pod and not take him in the lineup because that would just be rude. And I'm picking him to win. Oh, yeah, that too. Uh, Pat and Kazire, 8,000 on DraftKings. Let's lock him in. Yeah, I think that's a really sharp play. Um, obviously, feels good there. Love the interview. So, 
Patton, we're uh, we're loading up. We're all in this week. Uh, and by the way, and, and the reason why, and I haven't really mentioned this, I kind of alluded to it during the interview, but the reason why I like Kazire this week is you go back and look at when he won, and he won uh, at Mayakoba, this event, late in 2017, then won again at the Sony Open, his second event in 2018, not, not long afterwards. And uh, when he starts getting going, he really starts getting going. I mean, his he is as big a momentum player as we have out there on the PGA Tour. I've often said this about a guy like Billy Horschel. When he starts playing well, he starts playing really well. Well, Patton Gazire, uh, when he's off, he can be really off. And he is far from our radar at times. But when he is on, uh, he can play some really, really good golf. We've already seen Martin Laird and Robert Streb as big long shots this fall come back to places where they have won already and go and win again uh, despite having those big odds next to their names. And I think Kazire is a guy that can do the same or uh, something very similar to what they've done, Pete. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, normally um, the putter stuff is hard to predict. Like there's a couple guys that are really good putters. Denny McCarthy comes to mind. Spieth, obviously, for that you know stretch, Jason Day. Patton Kazire is like always way up there in strokes game putting. I mean, 2019, he was seventh. 2020, he was 25th in strokes game putting. 2021 so far, he's 24th. So this dude, you know, in certain events, it comes down to like a lot of just putting competitions. If you want a guy that you to win a putting competition, uh, it's Pat. And and I actually most weeks, you know, I'm really talking about the ball striking and everything. And it is important. It's going to be important to find fairways. But I think the way this course is typically played, uh, putting matters a little bit more than, than most tournaments. Good. I love hearing it. So I'm on Patton, too. I think that's a really sharp call. Um, let's go to Contrarian. I think JT, like, you know, he's 6-1. to one, So at 11-4, like, he's a lock um, for cash games and stuff. But for tournaments, let's go away from him. Let's go to a guy that we both love. I think he sets up extremely well here. That's Abraham Answer. He's going to win at some point. Um, it's not that he's, like, short, but he's, he's more accurate and a great ball striker than he is, like, a bomber. So I think this is a good setup for him. And uh, I think he can play really well here. I feel like because answer is kind of short. I mean, you know, I'm saying this. He's like physically short. Five, seven and a half, like, you know, frame that I've got. But uh, like people, like you kind of look at him and you go, ah, he's, you know, kind of a short hitter. He's kind of, you know, a little guy. Uh, He mashes it. But you're right. This is a good course for him. He can keep it in the fairway as well. Really good driver of the golf ball. So he's, he's like a little above average in distance but he's consistently in the top 20, top 10% in accuracy off the tee. He is a great driver of the ball, though, because he's above average to average in distance, but very accurate. So it's not like Ches Reeve, who's like way down there in distance, but accurate. He's, I, I really like him for this week. Well, we spent some money already, and I'm going to spend some more money here with another guy that we really like, and uh, we'll deal with the rest of it when we get to it. I think there's some options uh, a little bit lower. So I'm going to go with Harris English at, at 10,100, talked about – how consistent he's been lately. Again, I don't know that you're getting the W out of English this week, but I don't think you're getting uh, a miscut by four shots either. Yeah, I think he's going to be at least in the mix. Remember, he's a past champion at Mayakoba as well, so he's going back to some good vibes also, much like Kazire. So I'm going to lock in Harris English at 10100 and uh, we've got 22000 left to spend for three players, so it's not terrible. It's not like we're scraping the bottom. Where are you going with the next one? 
Yeah, one guy we didn't mention I just want to shout out quickly is Carlos Ortiz, who we recently saw one. I, I really like where his game is trending. He's someone who could surprise big time in 2021 as well. Uh, bullish on him. We're not going to put him in this lineup, but he's someone I'm interested in. Uh, I go, will go, since we're going Kazire, let's go with the putters. Uh, Denny McCarthy's too cheap uh, on drafting. 7,400 can make a lot of birdies. Um, and, you know, there's correlation. Let's stay, I, I like having some good putters in our lineup, uh, which we do. So let's take the best one. All right. I like that a lot. Uh, I'm going with the guy I mentioned, high, high ceiling, low floor, but I might not play him in cash games, but in GPPs. And we're basically doing this for everyone who's basically firing a bullet to win some big money this week. And so uh, if you're doing it, Ollie Schneider, Jan's the guy that can get out there and, and go low and post some really good numbers. He's played uh, really well at times. He's played fairly poorly at times, but uh, that's okay. Uh, I like the upside and at 7,100. I'm going to go with Ollie. You like that? I do like that a lot. So Streelman's there at 7,500, which is what we have left. I'm pretty interested in Doug Gim. That's who we're taking. Yeah. Let's go Doug Gim. I, I like, I like him. I think a there's a lot. I think there's a lot of upside there. Uh, Doug Gim, 23rd and 14th in his last two starts at Sanderson and at Bermuda, which I don't think are too dissimilar from this golf course as well. Shorter golf courses, uh, sort of tropical type locations. Uh, I I think that's a pretty good one. Doug Gim's guy to me, Peter, who uh, did not get nearly enough acclaim coming out of college from Texas as he deserved and probably still doesn't get as much as he deserves uh, based on sort of where he ranks among the young, recently turned professionals. Uh, I know it's been a couple of years since he's uh, gone pro, but he's been playing well. He's nice and consistent. I, I think that's a strong play. Yeah, and off the tee, he's more accurate than he is long, so I think that's a good a good fit for him too. Abraham Answer, Harris English, Doug Gim, Patton Kazire, Denny McCarthy, Ollie Schneider, Jens, leaving 100 on the table for this week's Mayakoba Golf Classic. I really like that team, Peter. Going to lock that in right now. And uh, it's been real. Oh, by the way, our 2020 season is uh, – is over here. You and I will uh, will be back with a pod first week of January, previewing the Century Tournament of Champions and uh, everything else that we're looking forward to in 2021. So uh, another great year in the books. Uh, it's been fun podcasting with you. Of course, we've got the Gimme coming up Wednesday evening at 8:30 p.m. Eastern time, and you can check that out on all our social channels. But what a crazy year! But uh, I'm glad to be able to get through it and uh, be able to. Uh, I'll watch and handicap some golf with you uh, as we talk about everything on, on the pod. Yeah, you're such a pro. I was going to talk about the gimme too. Great, great pub there. Excited for that. And uh, yeah, it's been a ton of fun. I mean, it was a, it's just been a weird year and we got golf back kind of as the first major sport and uh, it's been an awesome season. And now we have the super season. I think golf's in a better place than ever. Uh, sports betting's blowing up. So it's a conversion of those things uh, on this podcast. And uh, I love doing this with you, Jason. So it's been, it's been fun and I'm looking forward to 2021. It's been a blast. We'll get a couple weeks of downtime after this one, but good luck to everybody betting the Mayakoba Golf Classic. And yeah, okay, there's some other stuff, the Shark Shootout. You might want to go big on Charlie Woods in a few weeks. Uh, uh, look, if you can make much of Charlie Woods playing that event? Kid, yes, Charlie is playing with Tiger at the Ritz-Carlton here in Orlando. Oh, in, now I'm going to watch it. Okay. NC. So uh, yeah, that's going to be really fun as well. So uh, we're not done with golf. We're just done with the PGA Tour season. And of course, uh everything going on football we've got college troops going on already so it's uh it's been awesome uh for peter jennings i'm jason so well, good luck with all of your bets for this week's mayakoba golf classic and here's hoping you hit the green
We're finished talking. <laughs>